On today's episode, surviving your COVID loneliness, standing up to dick pics, and we find out what makes Lori Beth cry. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red thoughts. Who do yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talking my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. My name is Lori Beth Denberg, and you're listening to uh, Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing well. I'm glad to be back recording with you in person. I got, we both got negative COVID tests a while ago. That's right. And then quarantined as instructed. That's right. So now I am back in your bubble. That's right. So that's very nice. Yeah. You're rocking the bubble with a new haircut. Oh my God. I'm back. I got it cut just for you. Nice. Um, Yes, I do. I know we've talked about, um, on the podcast before, the awful haircut I had growing up. <laughs> yes, of course. The bowl cut. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, I I was a fat boy. That's yeah. what people thought. I yeah. was a fat boy. It yeah. was pretty bad. So <laughs> my whole life, I have just longed for long, luxurious hair. Right. And my hair's been pretty long at points, but I wouldn't have called it luxurious. But through uh, some circumstances, <laughs> um. I cut it all off. Not all off. Not all off. I don't look like a fat boy. Yeah. You didn't shave the sides of your head like a skater chick or something. I didn't. (laughs) I shaved fuck in the back of my head. Because I'm like that. Just like your idle vanilla ice. Exactly. So I cut it. It's kind of a bob. Yeah, it's, it's nice. kind of a bouncy bob. You I look like younger. It. I look I yes, Clark says I look younger. Yes, you do, you do. So that's so I'm down to about 12 now. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna go right back on the show. Yes. And another well, thank you so much yeah, for yeah, enjoying yeah. my haircut. And uh, it was a little traumatic when you're a chick, even a even a dude. Oh, yeah. Like you watch it's it's kind of traumatic to be like okay cut it off but it was the right thing to do it was the right thing to do for the health of my hair yeah and for the nation all right it's a hard time right now the nation needs to see my hair looking healthy they they wanted change that's what's gonna bridge the gap biden called you up and was just like oh excuse me uh, jack i really want you to cut your hair we have a lot of hope but and he asked me (laughs) if i would do it on the train I said, I will do anything to help this country heal. But the the best thing I think about me being back in your bubble is that I got to come over today. (gasps) Yeah, that's right. And see your boy, your son. We always, you know, we schedule when we're going to do these recordings, but we scheduled an extra 20 or 30 minutes today so that uh, you could play with Lex. Yes. It's been hard. Not only have we been apart. Uh, when we've been recording the past uh, two times or mm-hmm. something. But uh, th- we also kind of set it up where also in our bubble, in my bubble, is my parents. Yeah. So I've been trying to schedule it so that my five-year-old is at my parents' house when we're recording. So yes. we don't have anyone bothering us or asking us for, you know, grape jelly. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it's been a while since you had seen Lex. And, uh, yeah, so that was really nice. And I you got played the Roblox. We played Roblox. Oh my God, he loves Roblox. He loves Roblox. It was my first time. I wasn't good at it. What did you play? It was... First one you played was push, something about a button. Push the bu- not push the button, find the button. Find the button. Find the button. And I, you know, of course had to spend about the first 10 minutes figuring out how to move my character. Because <laughs> right, exactly. I just kept walking into a wall and yeah. you know, I was like, does my character get a concussion? How does this work? <laughs> but um it's just really fun. And yeah. he's so adept at, you know. Computer, all this stuff, it's just, you know, it's first amazing. nature to him. Yeah, and I'm I'm so curious to see whether or not the pandemic and him staying at home with us for a whole year and having, like, 
a little extra screen time than yeah. most kids do because we're in a pandemic. And, yes. you know, um, but man, is he just accelerating at light speed? We have him in a, a coding class. We have him in a Minecraft class. Yeah. When I came over uh, before all of our stuff, he would have been in the coding. It was his first day of coding camp yes i think it was over camp. the holidays yes. or something yes and um karen was there your wife and she goes someone had their first day of coding camp and of course i go what tell me about it and his face just when she said coding camp it was like oh auntie lauren he goes on he is so excited telling me all about it but like a kid where he's like and then we um went to the you know everything right. is like drawn out but he was literally just kind of spinning around the room he was yeah. so excited about it he couldn't even stand still to tell me i know he it was loves, so cute he loves it so much and it was uh he also just really likes telling you stuff he does he, it's like <laughs> he's so excited for you to come over because that means he gets to sit and like dish with you <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm like lex mom and dad are having troubles right he's like you don't know the half of it <laughs> sit down sister grabs his cup of coffee yes uh, Ooh, it's been a rough week <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm so glad that you had a, a little extra time to come and yes, play with lex that was that was the most happiest it's a it's a good way to de-stress in this world is yes, playing with sir. my five-year-old he is very cool but <laughs> what why don't we uh, why don't we move ahead and start answering? Oh, all right, I forgot what we some were questions. Here. Yeah, we have some questions that people need some help, and uh, I thought maybe of all people you might be able to help them. Okay, here we go. All right, our first question comes from I believe this is from Facebook Land. It's from a gentleman named Ryan. Okay, and Ryan asks or he says, "Hi, LB and Clark. I moved to a new city for a new job opportunity in January 2020." And then obviously COVID hit. I'm in the new city all by myself and starting to feel super lonely. Should I move back home to small town USA where at least I have family? Oh, dear. Ryan. Off the top, off the top of my head. No, but what? I will explain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First of all, congratulations on the new job. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Which Good isn't job. that new anymore, I guess. <laughs> year old. But it, what? bad timing and yeah, bad luck for yeah. you to move away to start a new life you know not that your old life was bad but like it's an adventure yeah and then to have covid hit and be in pandemic times and be locked down you know that is really hard but i think as we hopefully transition out of this over the next you know six months so you know it's not going to be like that. Right. Ooh, I snapped when also hit the microphone. That was good. That was um, good snap. And <laughs> I can only snap with my left hand. Really? My right hand, I have to snap with my fourth finger. Weird. I can't you and can't. I can't I can't make a like a W with my like that's as big as it goes and it wow. hurts. This one, no problem. My Did left you hand. ever break your hand? No, I didn't do anything. I have broken so many bones in both hands and my hands are so much more ambidextrous than yours. Yeah, no, something about my right hand, but that's possibly off topic. Yeah, a little off topic. Um, <laughs> Ryan, how many W's can you make with your hand? Um, so that is just awful timing yeah. because... Moving somewhere new. I mean, you're not even going into an office. Right. You're not. You didn't have that opportunity to make friends, to go out, even if it was like, you know, what people roll their eyes up, like join a meetup group. Who right. likes to hike? Right. Who likes to fish? Who likes to play pinball? By the way, I do. You um, like to fish? No, I like to play pinball. Oh, okay. Um, my favorite game is Fisherman's Pinball. <laughs> um, you have to get the, the Super Bowl. You have to get them all in the bass's open mouth. Yeah, I, I um, do that. So you haven't had that opportunity yet. Right. Ryan, to do any of that, to venture out, because 
because you don't want to die because you don't want other people to die. It's so, it sounds so over the top, but that's the truth yep. of what we've been doing. And congratulations because you being so lonely means that you've been doing a good yeah. conscientious job of Thank that. You. Thank you for being lonely. Thank you, Ryan. But um, I think that giving up and saying, should I move back? Cause I have family there is not the right move right now. Right. I think you need a chance. You need the opportunity to try to flourish in the new city when you can actually go meet people, when you can yeah. actually go out, you can actually go have brunch somewhere and say live like, life. yeah, and live life and be like, that guy's cute. <laughs> that chick's kind of nice. And she kind of winked at me and we're ordering the same drink. Like whatever it is, you haven't had that opportunity. And yeah. I can really appreciate how lonely that must have been. Yeah. Depressing. Is. Yeah. Always, always like, like a a hovering above you because every single day you're also alone in your room. Yeah. You're again alone in your room. It's, it's, it's unescapable at some point. So, but I think that as the vaccines roll out as, you know, over the next months, 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 just because there's vaccines doesn't mean everybody should go kissing strangers but we are down to months we are down to you know hopefully hopefully Hopefully, months a few months you know and just give yourself the opportunity hold on a little little longer so that you can see how you feel in your new city in your job in your life when you get to have a life again yeah and um i just think that you might be very surprised. Mm -hmm. And I think that you should go today and adopt a cat. (laughs) Yes. Actually, I would say, well, depending on your living situation, I always like two cats because then they can play with each other. Sure. And either they're best friends and they wrestle or they're enemies and they fight. Either way, so entertaining. Yeah. But, um, Ryan, hang on a little longer. It's I know the isolation, even coming in contact, quote unquote contact, seeing a few people. Right. Like, I just want to hug. I It's like the human contact of hugging. Yeah. That is like agonizing to yeah, me. It's a lost art form. It really is. And I'm a very huggy person. I end up hugging strangers. Yeah. Well, not only because a lot of people that recognize me say like, Approach can you. I have a hug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get all kinds of hugs. Yeah. And then I will just end up hugging a stranger for just being nice. Sure, sure. And don't, if you're like, a guy or something scary, don't go hug strangers. <laughs> I can get away with a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I really miss that. Yeah. Just physical contact of hugging and, and affection for people. So I can only imagine moving somewhere new, far from home, far yeah. from your family, everything, you know, and by the way, Stay isolated for yeah. a year and a half. But let me let me say this though: mm-hmm. if if we were recording this uh, podcast a year ago, yeah, and it was January 2020, and he was saying, "Should I stay or should I go?" Yeah, that would be different, right? If it was at the very beginning of the pandemic, and it's like maybe I should make a move now before things get horrible. You can find a bubble. You go back with your parents. You go back with your brother. Whatever you do. <laughs> is different than now. Now is a different story. Now you've already done it for a year. You've only got a couple of months left. Yeah. There's only a little bit of time left. You can totally do this, Ryan. And Ryan, if you knew about this in January, 2020, you should have told the rest of us. (laughs) It's true too. I could have gotten a lot of hugs in before (laughs) lockdown. I feel kind of let down. Um, Hang in, Ryan. That is my advice. Um, And give yourself the opportunity. Yeah. The partner of your dreams could be living next door and you've never met because you're not allowed to shake hands. Exactly. Think about how much fun you're going to have when the world is opened back up to you. Yes. And get a cat or two. And get a cat or two. Yes. That would be really good. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's move on to our second question. Our second question is actually... A phone message. We got somebody gave us a a call and left us a message at 1 855 
Denberg. Oh, so here it is. This is Bree. Hi, Lori Beth. My name is Bree. Um, I have been having some, uh, you know, issues with, you know, my son as far as homeschooling. I don't think he understands that, like, you know, uh, walking two feet to the laptop um, is really not as bad as walking, like, eight blocks to school. So what exactly should I tell him for him to realize, like, you're you're being ridiculous? (laughs) Thank you, Lori Beth. By the way, I loved you on all that. You are, like, freaking amazing. This is a library! Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Bree, for the kind words. And what's funny, Clark, is we have done over the years, many loud librarian sketches. Oh, yeah. The first one ever, it was decided that that the loud librarian would say library mm, instead of library. library. Yeah. And obviously I say the word library about 70 times a, a, a sketch. A sketch, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was only in that first episode. All the other ones we decided, no, that's, you know, that's distracting let's just call it library because i'm not the loud librarian exactly (laughs) but so many people just from that one initial sketch still say it library so it's like it's stuck you know they were in from the beginning they were get-go fans they're they're the true librarian acts exactly so um so thanks for that i'm so glad you like the show yeah 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 um i would say homeschooling (laughs) It's difficult. You got to really think about it from the kid's point of view. Yeah. The kid, your son, I'm making it sound like a random (laughs) ragamuffin that's on the street, like pressing his dirty face up against your window while you eat dinner. May I homeschool, madam? May I have some more homeschool? (laughs) How dare you? Um, From the kid's point of view, they are missing the entire social aspect, the entire aspect of being out of the house without mom watching away, away. And that's what's difficult. Yeah. That's what's difficult to me. It it almost seems like, especially for, for older kids, I don't know how old your son is, but for older kids, this must just seem like kind of one long sick day. Yeah. Like that surreal, especially starting out, they might be used to it, but that surreal feeling of like when you were a sick kid and, you know, you didn't go to school. So it's like, I'm home at the wrong time. Right. And maybe if you're as old as Clark and I, <laughs> you got the TV wheeled into yes, your room. Absolutely. So even that surreality of like, I'm not at school and the TV's in my room and I'm taking medicine and I'm watching The Price is Right, right. you know, <laughs> but um, there is so much more to the school experience, yeah. which goes both ways for people. Yeah. My experience was not good. Yeah. Your son's experience could be like, I get out on the playground and we hit the ball, we kick the ball and just run around and get some fresh air and get some of the species out. You know, he is missing out on that part. Right. So if it's that yearning to, Like, just go and be there and be, I mean, it's weird to say be free when you're at school. Right. But it's the different freedom of just being in the house, being at recess, being among your other friends. And kind of uh, being responsible for yourself. Yeah. Right? You're you're left on your own devices. Yeah. You have to handle every situation on your own. You don't have mom and dad there. Yeah. And that's a big thing for kids. But also, you got to remember, to us as adults... Not having to really get dressed and go anywhere is like the best feeling in the world. (laughs) It's like we got to cancel plans for a year. Yeah. Of the things we didn't want to do. Exactly. And, you know, it's like when when parents are like, just eat. I need you to eat. And the kid's like, I don't want to. It's like, who doesn't want to eat? Or like, it's time for your nap. No, I don't want. It's like, I would give anything to have a nap, you little piece of shit. (laughs) What are you fighting me on? Exactly. So the fact that he doesn't have to really, you don't even have to put your shoes on. Yeah. You know, you don't have to take the time in the morning to go to school for those 20 minutes. You just get 20 more minutes of sleep, maybe, and then pop in front of your computer 
that's lost on kids. Yeah. Just as how great it is to take a nap is lost on kids, how great it is to eat. I had a friend once who was like, her daughter had a donut and she was just like, just eat the donut. <laughs> and, and then she looks at us, she's like, who doesn't want to eat a donut? Like, why am Seriously. I? Seriously. Uh, so it was, it, you know, the things that adults just treasure. Yeah. Kids don't get it. And yeah. that's when you're like, you know, when, when you look back and you go, if I knew then what I know now, right. I would nap constantly. What is it that Molman says? Youth is wasted on the young. Youth is wasted on the young. But um, so I don't know if you can explain to your son or say, yeah, I commiserate. I know that. Th- don't say commiserate. He yeah. probably doesn't know what that means. Yeah. Um, what if her son is like 20 and yeah. in junior college? Exactly. You're like, mom, I don't want to go. <laughs> I want to walk eight blocks to school. Um, and even that's a thing. Just being out, yeah, out walking outside. in the open air, eight blocks to school, passing yep. other people. You know, there's value to that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm assuming also you sound like a good mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. get your kid to spend some outside time, this and that. But it's it's not the same as having that outside the home experience yeah. every day and all that comes with it. And uh, kind of similar to our last question, Ryan, you also have to keep in mind that, uh, you know, I love my son and I love spending time with my son. And he's five years old, so he loves spending time with me, too. Yeah. However, when he's 12 yeah. or 15 <laughs> or 17, he's not going to have as much fun spending time with me yeah. as I have spending time with him. So there's a good possibility here, Bree, that your son is having a hard time. You yeah. know, he, he might be having a really hard time having to stick with you all the time. No offense, Bree. But sometimes <laughs> you want to be with your friends. And maybe he's feeling similar to Ryan, where it's like he's all alone. He doesn't have a friend to play with. You know, there's there could be other emotions happening. So here's because I realized we just told you a bunch of stuff and didn't actually offer any advice. <laughs> here's one thing that I, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of neat or maybe it's the lamest thing ever. <laughs> Let's say. That walk to school is eight blocks, is 20 minutes. Maybe come up with something really fun. What do you want to do these 20 minutes that you would have been walking to school? Yeah. We're going to still, I mean, even if it's just going for a walk outside. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're able to just let him again. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. I don't know if you walked him to school. Right. You know, he could be Pushing seven in a carriage. Bree, let him out the door, <laughs> give him the keys to the car and just whatever happens, happens. Exactly. But it is, you know, not the same to the kids yeah. to say, oh, I don't have to go to work today. Yeah. I don't have to shower. I don't have to do shit. And like <laughs> a kid is just like, I want to go outside. I want to see my friends, please. Exactly. So maybe take that time. Say, say the walk to and from school would end up being, you know, a half an hour. Right. Um, What do you want to do for this half an hour? Yeah. What do you want to do, kid, yeah, for this half an hour? Have some special time. Yeah. That's a great, great, great idea. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I hope, Bree, that helps. Um, let's move on to our question number three. This is from Amy. Uh, and Amy has a, a quick little question here, but there's a lot to it. One of my coworkers, Amy asks, keeps sending me dick pics. Oh, Jesus. What should I do? Collect them, <laughs> timestamp yeah. them, yeah. screenshot them. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. So that it's clear they're coming from him. Yeah. And then send them to, well, your coworker, I don't know quite where you work. Right. Send them to your human resources. HR. Send them to your boss. Yep. Send them to the press. Or uh, what's what's the, the term? Uh, it's been so long since I've worked in an office. How, what's the, the email term for a uh, mass email where you just send it to oh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. in the company? 
Uh, do one of those things. Yeah. Oh, that might be pretty good. So everyone can see this dude's dick. And yeah. then ask everyone for their opinions. Exactly. Hey, everyone. Jerry wants to know what his dick looks like. What do you guys think? Exactly. He thinks I want to see this, which I don't. But, I mean, if he needs it out there, let's put it out there. <laughs> um, for, we've named him Jerry. Yeah. He's Jerry. <laughs> Amy and Jerry. So, yeah, you got to report that shit. Yeah, that's, that's nonsense. You don't even need to respond. Yeah. To him. I mean, obviously, if you had said, like, don't send this to me, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've been responding with pictures of your genitalia, <laughs> we're in a different situation. That's not helping. That's a that's becoming consensual. <laughs> but um, yeah, fuck that noise, yeah. man. Screw Jerry. Tell show and tell anyone. Yeah. Who has any power yep. over your job or company? Yeah. If you work for Starbucks, send it to Mr. Buck. Yeah. Send it care of you to Mr. Starbuck. We are no longer in the age of, well, oh, just, you know, delete them. They're nothing. Don't worry about it. It's, it's uh, you know, just ignore them and he'll go away. No. We don't, we don't live in that world anymore. No. We don't live in that world. You don't have to do anything uh, for this kind of shit. Yeah. All you have to do is do what's right for you. And yeah. what's right for you is to get him to stop sending you dick pics any way fucking possible. Also, I'd probably say just based on the kind of person who would do this, <laughs> if you can't see his face and it's a good enough dick, it's probably not even his. <laughs> so true. So true. Like based on the, you know, impressive slash delicious look of the dick, <laughs> Jerry's Probably not that great. Yeah, he's compensating for something. Yes. All right. Well, hopefully that helps, Amy. Uh, you know, there's not that much we can say about this other than turn this motherfucker in. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our fourth and uh, final question for this segment. And you know what? I, I'm very excited. I'm okay. very, very excited for this question because... Yeah. It's a Star Wars question. Oh. I just love Star Wars. You know me. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars Is addict. Is it someone from Star Wars asking <laughs> oh, us for advice? I wish. I wish. Like, it hey, was... I don't want to give my name, but <laughs> recently my entire planet was blown up. <laughs> and I just don't. You know, I miss everyone on Alderaan. Exactly. I don't know what to do. I'm alone. Oh. You know what I would say? What? Go meet Ryan. <laughs> Okay, so Star Wars question. Star Wars question. Star Wars question. Okay, so uh, this is Jenny. Jenny emailed us on our website, askgloriebeth.com. Okay. And she said, hi, LB. I have a dilemma. Mm -hmm. She says, I love Star Wars. And my favorite character of all time is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, jeez. My friends think I'm crazy yeah. and give me a hard time about it. How can I convince my friends that Jar Jar is the best Star Wars character? George Lucas himself agrees. <laughs> Help me out, oh, please. No. Jenny. And technically, let me say really quick, <laughs> she should have ended this with, help me, LB Denberg, you're my, my only, only hope. hope. That would have been the best way that to end that been email. Great. But anyway, go ahead. Here's what I have to say, Jenny. You're so gonna die alone. <laughs> Clark, was, Clark was drinking water, water and he almost spit it all over the podcast setup. Yikes. Jenny, obviously, you are free to love what you love. Yep. You are free to love Jar Jar Binks. People jumped on top of him. Yep. You know, maybe he's a racist Rasta character. Maybe he's annoying as fuck. But you found something in him to love. Yeah. And that says a lot about you. Yeah. Um, you don't have to like what everyone else likes. Oh, really? You like Han Solo? How original. <laughs> I can't believe you really love the super cool, handsome guy. Exactly. Way to take a stand. Yeah. But you... Love Jar Jar Binks. I'm interested in Clark's yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Star Wars fans are ridiculously toxic. Yeah. They <laughs> hate each other. They just, they do. They just absolutely hate each other. They love arguing. They're anxious to argue. They yeah. want to, to make sure that you understand how much they love or hate anything about the Star Wars universe. And right now... And why you need to feel the same right. way. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Right now, a majority of the anger and hate for Star Wars is focused at the new trilogy. 
The newer trilogy of films that Disney just released is just being eaten up by the Star Wars fan base, just hating on it, hating, hating, hating. They hate her. They hate him. They hate the 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 solo boy. I uh, <laughs> forget what his name is. Uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yes. Um, they just really despise all of it. And it's so funny because the the. I grew up, I was born a week after the first movie came out. Oh. So A New Hope came out, and then a week later I was born, which, you know, could be saying something. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I grew up loving, what, loving, that loving. that we needed a new hope, that and then you the were born? Host. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so the original trilogy was my trilogy, yes. right? I grew up with that for about 15 years. There was never going to be anything else in the star Wars universe on film. Yes. It just wasn't going to happen. Lucas said he was never going to do another film. And we were come, we had come to terms with that. Yeah. So we were all happy. So excited when he finally said that they were going to do the prequels and tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. Well, that's amazing. Then the first movie came out, the first prequel movie, and it was boring as fuck. It was about like trade negotiations (laughs) And counselor seats. Oh, was that the one with the big, like, black yes. thing and all the different... And then E.T. was e. in there? E.T. was in there, yes. The council. Uh, and, uh, no, that's not the Jedi Council. I'm talking about... The, that's the Senate. I e- understand. E.T. was in the Senate. Um, but, yeah, so w- when that first prequel movie came out, and that was the birth of Jar Jar Binks... Yes. Everyone hated on Jar Jar. Now, look, nobody hates on Jar Jar right now. Everyone hates on the new... Pr- new uh, trilogy. Yeah. So the the hatred for Jar Jar has diminished by quite a lot. Let me say something. Everybody thinks what they grew up exactly. on is the real thing. That's exactly this isn't it. Star Wars. That's uh, it. Doesn't measure up. It exactly. doesn't. And it's because what we attach ourselves to, what impacts us, is so deeply ingrained. Yep. That whatever reboot whatever you know new material it's like ugh, i'm going especially star wars yeah. freaking oh, God. maniacs seriously you know so that could be so i'm interested jenny in how old you actually exactly. are exactly i guarantee you jenny was probably uh a kid when the prequels came yeah. out so look Stand by your love for Jar Jar. Yes. Any if Dave Filoni, who is the guy that created the Mandalorian, okay. as well as many other things, genius in the Star Wars world. If Dave Filoni can fix the prequels, he can fix anything. Ah. Uh, so Jar Jar, even Jenny's wounded relationships over Jar Jar. Exactly. Yeah. A- anything can be fixed, and everything can be great if you love it. So just Jenny, allow yourself to love it. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> okay. That was a really bad Jar Jar that just went into my little voice. <laughs> so you gave up halfway through. I did give up halfway through. Oh, uh, it's okay. So um, George oh, Lucas. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah, George Lucas gave up. Um, all right. Well, Jenny, I hope that helps. And uh, hopefully all of the friends that mock you for your Jar Jar love will uh, accept the truth. That- yeah. Star Wars is not that important. No, exactly. Uh, so let's move on. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no nonsense delivery. You can Find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. Uh, We've got ourselves a fun little rotating segment now that I like to call Inevitable Information. And now, Lori Beth Denberg with more Inevitable Information for your everyday lives. Oh my God, that was soup! Yes, it was. That was, listeners, that voice might have sounded familiar to you. That is the announcer, Soup. I do not know his real name off the top of my head. I can look that up. But uh, he is the gentleman who did the vital information intro and outro. Yep. For for all that, for reals. 
And we got him to do that? Yep. Thank you, Soup. That was that's really cool. That's legit. Right. That's legit. Well, that was pretty awesome. All right. So with so, that in mind, yeah, yeah. inevitable information is I know this is an advice show. I feel like I have um something to offer to people that need advice. But right. I also realize that most of you have tuned in because I'm that girl from Nickelodeon. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, I didn't want to do a podcast that was just like, let me tell you all about everything that happened in Nickelodeon. <laughs> like I'm dining on, on that for right. the rest of my life. Right. But you also don't want to dance around it. I don't want, well, then not even dance around it. I want to, I want to give the people what they want. Exactly. So, um, which unfortunately is not like huge salacious, you know, back, <laughs> right. backstage humping or right, something. Exactly. You and Kel just going at yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so let me talk a little bit about figure it out. Yay. Figure it out. The game show. I was on the first three seasons. Um, on every episode virtually. Yeah. That's where I really, um, solidified my friendship with Danny, our, our big sister, little brother thing. Oh, <laughs> figure it <laughs> out this theme. Is the theme. Um, I'm Chuck and my secret is I killed my sister with <laughs> dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's good. All right. It was thank you. That was quite exciting. Yeah, I'll try. Um so figure it out as this game show we're there. I was excited to do it. I mean, just to be asked, first of all, getting a job is nice. Yeah. Um, but I was excited to do it because all that had started filming in Orlando mm -hmm. and then moved to Los Angeles. So figure it out was going to be back in Orlando. And I was really excited to go back yeah. and spend time in Orlando and do this show. Yeah. Um Another nice touch was that we wore these jumpsuits. I mean, right. a big part of Figure It Out was we got slimed and we got just all kinds of shit dropped Jump, on us. Dumped on you, yeah. I mean, the worst I would have to say was they did kind of canned salmon. Oh. But it was like, you know, 80,000 80, cans opened. Right, in a and then, giant bucket above your head. Yeah, so that was kind of the worst. I remember the wardrobe guy was like, we washed those jumpsuits five times, oh. but still... God. And then there was one time when what one of the clues, I think it came out on a little clue train, was um, bubble gum. It was like hubba bubba or something. Uh, so we would chew it, whatever. And then we all stuffed a bunch in our pockets but forgot about oh it. No. So then they washed those oh and dried God. them. And he was like, this is a mess. Oh, no. Apparently don't wash and dry your <laughs> jumpsuit with, with bubble, gum. bubble gum in the pockets. Oh. But, you know, it was just fun. Also... Because we got so filthy, because I had learned early on in my Nickelodeon career that slime stains your bra forever. Huh. You can't get it out. Interesting. No bra a lot of the time. Really? It's kind of hidden under, you know, and I have some titties. Right. I still did sure. back then. Sure, sure. And, but the jumpsuits were so, when we were sitting down that it wasn't that big of a deal. Wasn't necessary. Yeah. So... All of it was pretty fun. I'm so glad to be back in Orlando. Yeah. It's really fun. I turn out to be good at the game. <laughs> a little too good. A little too good, according to some people. When I, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but when I first joined Facebook, I was a little late to the game because I was like, I don't want to go on that on my social security number. And who's, <laughs> but then I got, I got on it and there was a Facebook page called Lori Beth Denberg ruined my life. Yes. And I was just like, that is awesome. I remember when you first found that and you were so excited I to know. show me that page. And it was based upon the fact that, I ruined all these children's lives because I figured it out and they didn't win the show. Now, wait, well, let's go back a little bit. Okay. When you first started the, the show, the producers are sitting with you and probably a few of the other mm -hmm. celebrity guest judges. They're talking to you about the show. Here's what you're going to do. There's going to be a kid. Something happened with this kid. You have to guess every single word yes. that happened to this kid. Did they tell you like... These are kids. Maybe, you know, if you're getting close, maybe you, you don't hit it so that they can win. Or do no. they just say, we're playing this for real. This is a real show. Don't screw around. Yeah. No, Answer that's the a questions. Good, that's a good um, question and a point to bring up. Yeah. There are laws yes. about how game shows are run. Yes. And they were followed to a T. We I didn't were even think sequestered. About that. 
Um, everybody go watch the movie Quiz Show. Yeah, Quiz Show. Starring That's exactly Ray Fiennes and Rob Morrow. Yeah. Um, it There's a whole thing that happened back in the day with game shows that made it have strict rules. Yeah. So those were really followed. Huh. Really followed. So there wasn't any um, of that. The only thing that was ever said mm -hmm. was... Don't if you know it in the second round, don't guess it yet. Okay. Like wait till the third round, just because then we don't have enough of a right. show. It gives us more stuff to. Yeah, yeah, they weren't saying don't guess it. They right. weren't saying let the kid win. It was right. like we need about ten minutes stretch, stretch, stretch. And I was making the stretch sign with my hands, <laughs> exactly. but dear listeners, you cannot see right. that. <laughs> um, so that was really, really strictly adhered to. Okay. There was one time. It was an episode where, because I always wanted to switch with Summer. I yeah. wanted to host once. Yeah. So for one episode, I hosted the first segment and she was on the panel. Oh, nice. And then we switched for the second, you know, second sure. half of the sure. show. Sure. There's always two the kids on kid. each show. Yeah. So as I was getting mic'd up by the audio guy, he says to me, Hey, did you see that elephant outside? Oh, no. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. And then I just was like, okay, so I know that. Yeah. And that elephant was part of- The clue. The clue, uh, big clue for the part of the show that I was going to be back on the panel. Oh. So I, that's the only time that I really didn't get, like they dropped all these peanuts on us in the uh -huh. show. I might've guessed elephant based on that, but I did not. I did not guess that because- I was given unfair advantage. It just right. wasn't right. You, it was just a personal, you you took the moral high ground and decided yeah. kind of not to play the game I'm a little super bit. super ethical. Yeah, it's all right. But, um, and then there was another one where one of the, it was, I think it was the kid. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was this kid who had, on the board, on Billy the Answer Head, it was like eight... 17 pounds of watermelon in six minutes, something okay. like that. He had okay. won a watermelon eating contest. Sure. But as we were sitting there getting ready to start the show, one of the uh, words on the answer board accidentally turned over. Oh. So we all saw like, I don't know if we saw pounds. I don't think we saw watermelon. watermelon yeah. But there was something like that. So that's something that. I gave a little credence to sure, sure. as far as like, you know, you, come know what, on. you know what else I've always wondered, you, you know, the, the you guys recorded at Universal Studios, Florida, basically yeah. it was not, you know, not in the park, but it was pretty much next to the park. Did were these kids just pulled off of out of the park? Were, were these kids just like they were their families were going to Jurassic Park? No, no, no. And there's a guy out there with a sign that says, does your kid have a special talent or did you do something fun? And they like bring kids in. No, the kids like applied for the show. OK, so this was like they were flown out special for yes. this. This was a very special day Absolutely. for each of these kids. Which that, made us laugh a lot because the. The first place prize was like a little piece, kind of a little piece of garbage that mm. was hanging out. It was part of the all that set or part oh, of the aggro crack. Sure, sure. The second round prize, if if we hadn't figured it out, was something a little more substantial, like these cool sneakers mm. or this boom box right. or something or I, a boom box like they're 80 years old like we are, <laughs> you know, like a gaming system. Yeah, exactly. And then the third place, the third round prize, the, uh, you know, big prize yeah. was a trip for your uh, okay. family. Okay. And so our favorite place was <laughs> so that you could, you and your family can win a trip to Smuggler's Notch, Vermont. Smuggler's Notch, Vermont. Smuggler's Notch, which just right off the bat sounded so dirty to us. Wow. Why yeah. would anyone go to Smuggler's Notch, Vermont? I what think is... it's a skiing thing. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe. Okay. But um, Smuggler's Notch was just like the funniest thing to us to the oh. point where... Um, What's her name? Summer. Yes. <laughs> Summer Sanders, <laughs> who I love twice. Yes. Um, she would wear pretty short skirts and or and she once said to me, she was like, LB, can you? And she's like bent over. And I knew she was asking me, like, can, can you see, you see yeah. anything? And I said, no, I can't see your smuggler's notch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we laughed and laughed. But oh. the thing that would crack us up is that this family was flown to, you know, Orlando to right. do that, which is cool. Right. But sometimes they would win a trip to Orlando. Oh, no. And, which I guess is fun, but it's like, okay. And maybe that one was like a week in a hotel and right, stuff. Right, exactly. But we'd already be like... We're already here. Can you send us somewhere? We'll take Smuggler's Notch. Or what if the kid that just won came from Smuggler's Notch? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, come on. We already paid for our plane ticket home. <laughs> but um, so, it, yeah, it was, it was very strictly handled as far as the laws regarding game shows. Yeah. It was fun. It was where I learned to lean back and take a sliming down the front oh, of my body. Okay. Because A, it looks better. Right. You know, when something's falling on you, it's your instinct to kind of duck and cover and yes. put your head down and your hands up. But not only is that not fun, right. you know, for the for the kids, they want to see you covered in slime. Exactly. That also taught me that if slime goes down your back. It gets in your butt cheeks and Oof. you have no traction to walk. Oh, I weird. Think people really, you don't know how important butt crack traction is sure. until it's gone. Oh, man, that's so crazy. You just kind of like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And um, so I learned for safety reasons. Yeah. To not put slime in my butt crack. Okay. Which sounds like a really specific porn Right. No. Porn hey, category. Hey, look, I'm sure there is somebody out there that needed to hear this today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So figure it out was fun. Yeah. It was great to hang out with Danny. It was great to be back in Orlando. Um, no. Oh, I'll, I'll end with this. Okay. This is, I was saying there's nothing salacious. The watermelon kid. Oh, no. He won. Okay. He won. Even though the 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 word did uh, he win? No, I'm sorry, I don't know if he won. But what every regardless of the kid won or lost, like whatever their thing was, like I built the biggest sandcastle. Okay, and yeah. they would wheel out the sandcastle. Right, you know, right. I invented a whatever, and they would bring out the invention right. and show it. Chicken sweaters, and exactly. they bring out a chicken wearing a sweater. So this kid had won a watermelon eating contest. So. He comes out, a few of us are over there, and he just starts like, and it's one of those big like slices. Oh, of course. Like yeah. it's like, you know, a quarter of a whole melon. Right. Kind of like a half moon. Right, right. And he just pushes his face in his heart. And it was totally like, oh my God, this kid is gonna eat so much pussy. Oh no. It was just like that's what it was. Oh no. And he's like eight. Obviously, nobody said anything like that, but the it was like, like the director's like, camera, uh, camera trick. We need to zoom out yeah. a little bit. Zoom out and then zoom in <laughs> and then zoom out. It um it was just like a precious moment. Oh. And um, you know, he was good and he he won that contest. He must have won a prize for winning that contest. Yeah. He might he won some prizes for being on Figure It Out. But just this one moment of like, okay, show us what you do. And he's like, ah. <laughs> And it was kind of like, dude, slow down a little bit and you are going to win high school. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Well, let me just throw out here. Yes. If anyone listening right now happened to have been a kid on Figure It Out, oh. please, please, please call us. Leave us a message. Tell us how your experience was. I'd love to talk yeah, more about I it. I loved figured it out. If I ruined your life, let yeah, us know. I'd love to hear about that. Oh, that was so much fun. Speaking of that, though, yeah. that's when I really felt like a celebrity. Oh, yeah. Because there was a conspiracy theory about right? me. Because it was um, this conspiracy theory that I was given the answers. Yes. So that I would guess it. And then Nickelodeon wouldn't have to pay for the big prize. Seriously. And then I would get a kickback. That so is like this a is... Q-level yes. conspiracy theory. It is None of it is true. Not one word of it is true. As if you were like, this was the Lori Beth show, that yeah. you were secretly running things behind the scenes. That we were meeting in a dark parking lot in like trench coats exactly. and they'd hand me the manila envelope with all the answers. All right, Billy once ate a banana <laughs> upside down. <laughs> exactly. And then they tear off. But just that there was a conspiracy theory about me, I was like, 
I totally feel famous. Yeah. So that was really cool. That was awesome. Um, I love that segment and I love Figure It Out, but we are running out of time. So I Uh-oh. believe it's time for us to go to our final question of the day. And our final question is actually a little bit of a callback. Oh. How many people out there yeah. remember this? Hi, Lori Beth. Um, my name is Caroline, and I don't really have a question, but I'm hoping that Clark will at least pass this along to you for personal listening. Um, I received from my... And that was it. It cut off. The phone call was over, and that's all we got. <laughs> and we brought it up on the air, uh, I don't know, three or four episodes ago. Yeah, and we said, Caroline, please, if you're... Call us back. Let us know you're okay. Well, guess what? Caroline called us back and she left a wonderful voicemail and I'd love to play it for you. Yeah. Stick with this. I have heard this. um, It's a longer voicemail, but there's just a lot in it. So enjoy. All right. Here we go. Hi, Lori Beth. Uh, My name is Caroline Monroe. I'm from Vermont. Um, I don't actually have a question, but I'm hoping Clark will pass us along anyway. Super cool if it made it on the show, but honestly, I'd just love you to hear it. Um, Right after Thanksgiving, I got a cameo from you that my mom had gotten for me. Um, And you mentioned in it that she told you that we had watched Snick snuggled up in her bed when I was a kid and that you thought that was the most wonderful, smushiest thing ever. Um, And I wanted to give you a little more context because you had this huge impact in my life. Um, And I think it's great when we get to know that we've done that for people. The year that all that premiered was a really tumultuous year in my life. I was six years old and there were a lot of changes that happened very fast. Um, And there weren't a lot of constants in my life during that time. But my mom, single mother, working her butt off, made sure that I had one constant and it was that every Saturday night, we would snuggle up in her bed and we would watch Snick. Um, On weeks that she got paid, we would get Chinese food. In the winter, she would heat the cast iron skillet in the stove, wrap it in a towel and tuck it into the foot of the bed so we could save a little money on heat. Um, And in a time where nothing really made sense and nothing felt certain, I had that certainty. And, you know, my mom will still call me to shout vital information for my everyday life at me. The night before I graduated from college, we had a SNCC sleepover in her little, in her living room. Um, beyond that, I am a loud woman and you were one of the first people who taught me that it was okay. And maybe even awesome to be a loud woman in a world that was constantly telling me to shut up. Um, The other thing that I want to say is you said in my cameo that now is a good time to just stay in bed and watch my favorite movie 50 times. Um, The trouble with that is my favorite movie doesn't exist yet. My favorite movie is a buddy comedy starring you and Melissa McCarthy. So if you can make that happen, that would be super cool. Um, Anyway, you are amazing. I love your show. Your cameo was a gift. You are a gift in my life, and thank you. Um, And if you want to be my friend, you totally can, but I'm super cool, so I get if you're intimidated by that idea. Anyway, thanks. Bye. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my goodness. Caroline. Caroline, thank you so, so much. Um, That's – there's so much in there, and it's – you know, it's wonderful to hear people come up and say, oh, I love the show and you were so funny. But really to hear from someone like you about what the show meant to them in the context of their life. Because yeah. TV was a big thing for me. I did not yeah. have a, a good childhood and there was comfort in the you know the television and the things that were there right. every week right. and you know to get this call from you is like pretty overwhelming to get messages and have people tell me you know um 
I'm gay. And when I was young, I got bullied horribly, but you guys would make me laugh every Saturday or, you know, I'm, I've been overweight and my whole life and seeing you doing everything you were doing was an inspiration. Like that kind of stuff is pretty uh, amazing. You know, yeah. it's a job. I like, I, I love acting. I'm good at it. And the ripples of what it what it touches and what it means to people beyond that is pretty amazing yeah. and unanticipated. So I really want to thank you for giving I'm totally crying right yeah, now. Yeah, but, it's okay. Um, it's okay. But um thank you for for letting me know this. Like you said, it's nice to know when we've affected someone positively. Yeah. You always hear when you affect someone negatively. Right. But um and first of all, I also want to say your mom sounds awesome. Yes. Your mom sounds awesome and innovative yeah. with that whole bed, uh, bed cast warming, iron cast iron skillet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I know she did it with care, and I know if I did it, I would have third degree burns <laughs> on both my feet. <laughs> and then the bed would catch on fire right. and then the house would go up. Yeah. So I know she's got some skills beyond being a great mom. <laughs> and I know what it's like to just feel lost and unsafe and like nothing is nothing is certain you know when you're a kid i know what that's like and the fact that i could be any part of helping you during a time like that is is so gratifying i'm yeah. so proud yeah to have been able to do to do that for you. Yeah. To have been part of, you know, in a crazy time, something you could count on that you loved. So I really, really appreciate you calling and to everyone else who's ever, you know, written to me and say, you know, yeah, it was, I grew up in a really rough whatever. And you guys made me laugh or, you know, I've gotten plenty of these. Yeah. Over yeah, the yeah, years. yeah. 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 Can I say really quick too, yes. Caroline, uh, to make you feel a little bit better and to make you cry a little bit, you know, uh, uh, Lori Beth, uh, we just, I don't know if you listened to the last, uh, episode or not. We did both just go through a little bit of a COVID scare. Yeah. We were both isolating in our house. We were both feeling really fucking down recently. And your call came in uh, a little over a week ago. Yeah. And I specifically, you know, we, we talk about how Lori Beth doesn't hear a lot of the questions or get a lot of, you know, pre-knowledge of what's going on that we're going to record. I specifically played her the, your message because I knew that she needed did it and yeah she she did need it at that moment she was having a hard stressful day hard stressful time and i think your call really helped out too so i think you both are are helping each other out through hard times and i love it all yeah and i all i can say about the melissa mccarthy movie is that sounds awesome start a campaign yes i exactly. think i could call all day long and say you know what i think exactly i think that one of the most uh Famous and what's the word? Infamous? Popular. Popular. Popular actresses going now should do a movie with me. <laughs> exactly. I think that's every call. Exactly. I think uh, 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 Betty White could have asked to be hosting Saturday Night Live for decades and they wouldn't have let her. Yeah. It took the, the audience going... Get Betty White to do an SNL for yeah. them to finally go, okay, we'll do it. That so, was so special. If you want to make a, a campaign out there for a movie with uh, Lori Beth and Melissa, I'm all yes. for it. And you are super cool, Caroline, but I'm not intimidated because <laughs> I know where it's coming from. I think yeah. we have a lot in common. So we are officially friends now. Yay. <laughs> and, and thank uh, you Caroline, so much. Thank you, you so much again. Yeah. You really, uh, you really left a wonderful message at a really perfect time. So yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anything else you want to say to Caroline or anyone else? <sighs> keep on keeping on and yeah. keep being loud when yeah. you need to. Exactly. I forgot about that part of yes, her, of her that's, story. That's one yeah. of the most important parts. Be loud. Yeah. And we were just talking about when the, in the question about 
a person being, you know, sent dick pics and, yes. uh, you know, offended and whatever the word is. Right. Harassed. Harassed. That we now stand up yes. and say, that's wrong. Fuck you. Exactly. I'm speaking my I'm speaking my truth. That sounds very like Oprah. <laughs> but, but it's true. Um, yeah. We live in a new world and that world uh, encourages and and applauds you for being loud. So yeah. I applaud you, uh, Caroline. I applaud you, Lori Beth. Well, thank you. Everyone should be loud. Talk. Speak your truth. Yeah. Tell people what you need. That's the only way to get you. Well, in this but world. unless you're an idiot. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Run what you want to say by me first, yes, and then and be loud about it. I will give it. you permission to be loud. <laughs> okay. Well, if you have a question for Lori Beth, please send it to us at asklorybeth.com. You can hit us up on all the socials at asklorybeth, or you could just leave us a message with your name and where you're from at one eight five five Denberg. That's one eight five five D E N B E R G, or one eight five five. Three three six two three seven four, and you can find me at at Lori Beth. <laughs> uh, oh no, it's at LB Denberg. Yes, I don't know that I've said it correctly once. Well, one of these days, it's at LB Denberg on the Instagram. That's right, and I think at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter's. Okay, but um, yeah. Oh, and at Cameo, if you go to the Cameo oh, yeah. website and you. Uh, look me up. I'm gonna. I'm doing a lot of um, Valentine's Day stuff. Oh, so yeah, I get to give. Year. I get to to give love to people. Yay! That's fantastic. So yeah, please, uh, please hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you guys are doing great. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much, Babs. Woo! Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at asklorybeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question. In there. Thanks for listening.